tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good serious one. It is. No, I'm just. I was just. Okay, we're just gonna listen to the music. I was just listening to music. I know it's just so soothing and relaxing. It is. Just gonna. I was just going to sit here and listen to it all day long. <laughs> okay, great. Hey, everyone. I am Scott Moore. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. And to my right is the lovely uh, I'm uh, Jesse Klein. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. I've never been called lovely before. Yes, you are lovely. Yeah. Yes, you are lovely. And, and you guys, you all are lovely. So subscribe to us on YouTube and SoundCloud and Facebook. Follow us and interact because I love hearing your comments, and I know you do too. And you respond a lot on on, on the YouTube. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you can follow us on Twitter with hashtag #abtvdefiance to join in the conversation. Uh, definitely love hearing from everybody because people have some good insight. Yeah. Uh, before we get too much further, we are here for Defiance, the Defiance After Show, season three. I still don't know what episode we are anymore since they've screwed us up with those first two. I mean, technically, it's episode it's five. Five now. Yeah. A history rhymes. Yeah. Um, but yes, getting back to the comments with everyone, everyone did bring up something from last week when we were talking about Stama saying that uh, you know she was talking about her human love with Kenya. Yeah. Which is a good point. Uh, it was something. I mean, did you remember that? It was more like I wasn't sure. I mean, I knew she was she was in love with her, but I was thinking more like, I guess familial love. But that's that's a really good point. So thank you everyone who commented about that. Yeah, I think I think I guess in hindsight, I guess yeah. Kenya is who they were talking who they were about. Referring to, yeah, but. Uh, but I still think that Stama does, in general, have a love for the humans. So yes. I think that's that's kind of what she was talking about, the right. general love the of g- it. general love and, and, and her daughter-in-law and, and the yeah. half-breed baby and yeah. all that good stuff. But, um, but so it was good. Again, we appreciate all your comments, and it helps us remember, too, especially when we come right in and do a show and we just watch the episode and, you know, it's still... yeah. And especially head. this last episode just ended very abruptly. It did. It, it did. was. I was like, "What?" When it when it went to the credits, I was like, "Come on!" Yeah. It was it was a scene that I've been wanting to see, and now I've got to wait another week for it. Exactly. Like letting us hold. But I think that this show has now really, in its I guess junior season's third year, yeah, has really getting its stride and I'm really enjoying it so much because we're really getting to learn a lot about the characters and this one opens with uh, you know a suburban scene mm-hmm. and we're we're just there and I'm like what is going on like wait a minute we're, we're, am I watching the right show like it's is old this school like, St. Louis yeah it was old yeah. school St. Louis it was great I mean basically I guess it was current day pretty much yeah. um, and we see um, you know we see young Nolan there with his sister so we've never really gotten this backstory before and it kind of brings me back because I cover Orange is the New Black and it makes me think about that now with the 
the whole you know backstory yeah, of these characters. Sure. And I thought it was a very creative way of us learning about the backstory of our, our lead characters and why we're, they're kind of on this journey together. And, and, and I, I thought it was really creative. Yeah, I mean, the flashback as a device got really popular, like it from has. Lost. Like right. that, that really used the flashback device. Yes. And I kind of like this, that this was kind of a different take on it, right. where characters are kind of going through, you know, they're getting uh, like the Christmas Carol version That's of exactly a flashback. That's exactly what I wrote here. Yeah. It was the Christmas Carol version. That's so funny that you said that but i loved it and i love that they went on this journey together yeah and so they're learning stuff both arissa and nolan that they didn't realize of the other you know which was really great and then we as the audience get to learn about how you know they kind of met and yeah. how they were younger and uh stuff that we never really got to know before yeah well and also i mean We'll talk about it, but I, Arissa later on says that she doesn't think it's random that they're being shown that, yeah. which means that there's some sort of plan behind mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and that brings up the question, what is, was it the arc brain that's yeah. making them see it? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then what's the arc trying to tell right. them? Or is Arissa the one? Because it seems like it ended up being something, and they kept on questioning whether or not things actually happened. Yeah. That they didn't have memories mm-hmm. of the things that happened. Uh, and so I think later we'll get revealed like what the point of this kind of narrative that we saw the story within yeah. this story, yeah. like what was going on, because it seemed very planned and like the story was very supportive of Arissa kind of against humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah, it's almost like a like a like a propaganda in a sense, like kind of skewing. Yeah, and how negative the humans were. Uh, but that was the kind of question that that I was going to ask you is like, you know, they both asked the question to each other. Oh, I don't remember that happening. Yeah. That really happened. And my question is, did it actually really happen? Or was this somehow a manipulated scene to slightly skew the reality? Or is it because they legitimately didn't remember and now they're seeing it from a different perspective? Because, you know, it's a lot of times where you talk about memories and they can be kind of switched and off from what you thought and your perspective and, and the time period in the time period that's passed. Like, what did you think? Was well, it I really think, legit? Or I think it there... legitimately happened. I yeah. think it's all about like showing context that you know, like you could take any relationship, mm-hmm. and if you go back and pick and choose, you could tear that relationship apart by just picking and choosing certain memories to bring up and kind of support uh, an idea of like you know that you can't trust this person Mm -hmm. or this person's violent or like this person like I I think with any relationship you could pick and choose and if you did not show the positives and you just out of context showed these kind of negative events it would uh, it would turn you against that person that you have a close relationship with Right. And I think this did a very good job because, like, we didn't see Nolan protecting Arissa mm-hmm. or meeting her for the first time. We saw him exploiting her, mm-hmm. and we saw him teaching her how to kill. Yeah. But we didn't see any, like, positive or, like, good memories between the two of them, which we know exist. Right. Uh and I, I think I think it was the arc brain kind of constructing this narrative of like mm-hmm. Arissa never trusted Nolan. She never liked him. And she almost killed him. Or or, and, or was it sort of like how I kind of took it? Because I do agree with you that yeah. it was definitely what legitimately happened. But kind of taking the emotion out of it of your own memory and actually seeing it from a different side. Yeah. And how it was actually quite different than maybe how you actually remembered it. 
bite, you know? Yeah. Like well, she talks about how she was terrified of yeah. him, which I I think she should be. Right. Like, if, if at this point Nolan is the butcher mm-hmm. and he's this guy who's kind of famous for, you know, fighting the VC and he's seen, you know, there's that guy who's tied up and they're using him as a dartboard mm-hmm. and he stabs him in the neck. And, like, of course she's, she's terrified yeah. of him. She's, even though he's there protecting her... He so far only has shown that the aliens are an enemy to him and not a friend. Exactly, exactly. And and then he tries to make that excuse, oh, well, the times were different, which... That is... That people is, use that for every... You know, that's the thing when you're talking about history. It's like, oh, it was a different time. You yeah, know? Like, I mean... Yeah, but then you change. Right. Like, I mean, it is... And I do get that. I do yeah. get people evolve. And, but that's what I thought was great about this is it had a very... Had the political undertones again of, like, what's yeah. going on in the world. Because basically, um, the... What is it? Tenant... What's her name from the... Uh, Tennessee? I always forget her name. Hmm? Um, you know, they actually basically, word for word... Uh, well, I'll find it in a second, but... Um, but she basically word for word says like peace is within our you know reach. Or oh whatever. yeah, it's basically what Kissinger said at Vietnam. Like yeah, and and you knew right away like when she said that 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 really wasn't the case. Yeah, and so you see these political undertones in the show, and that was like word for word what she says in that news when they're in that bar. Oh sure, yeah, and right away like okay yeah well obviously the war's not over and it's just really starting and yeah and things are going to continue to change even more than than you think so i did love i love when you kind of catch those undertones of what's yeah, going sure. on in human society and what's really going on and and putting it in these uh sci-fi situations so um thought that was really good yeah and i think this episode kind of solidified something that i was trying i've been trying to articulate and think about and i think one of the reasons why i really like this show and compared to a lot of other shows on tv mm-hmm. is like actions have real consequences mm-hmm. that usually are drastic and big reactions like they are usually in the real world. Right. Like if you do something, a lot of times on TV shows, if you do something, uh, maybe in that episode there is a reaction, but for the overall story arc or for the overall show, mm-hmm. it does not affect the other characters or the character itself who made that action. And in this show, the the writers are consistent about actions having big consequences. And even this, actions that we didn't even know happened are showing their consequences from the past now to the present. And I think this, this was a great way to kind of show that and solidify it. And I think that the writers do a great job of keeping that as the main thing that they do with this show. Mm-hmm. As I can't think of any instance where something big, even now, I mean, I at the end of every episode, my first note is like, why isn't Doc Yule freaking out on them? Uh, but uh, yeah. she... But I think that will eventually come back and bite them in the ass. I just think she's biding her time. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with exactly what you're saying is that consistency. And and also now I feel like we're at a point in the series that we get to really learn so much more uh, about these characters and their backgrounds. And like you said, having those 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 consequences and seeing how it's been threaded from the beginning and, and now where it started. Um, because this season is really, you know, taking a turn where nobody's safe and, yeah. and everything's kind of up in the air and 
it's it's been to me a really fun season because you've really been able to explore a lot of these things that you weren't able to do the first two seasons because you have to spend so much time setting up everything and setting up the history and setting up all the different alien races and the characters and the, yeah. you know this whole other universe that we have to really teach everyone like I said from the very first season I was like oh my god I feel like I need like a a book and, and yeah. quizzes and tests because it's so hard to keep up with all. And now I feel like we're at a point now where we know the characters, we can dig a little bit more, we can see their flaws, we can see the consequences, we can see the decisions from their past that they made that led them to where they are today. Sure. And I think it's really great. And now you can have a little, little fun with it, too, and really take those risks and really, you know, do some fun stuff. Yeah, you know. Which have books a, have done the past couple episodes. Have a double surgery. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was... <laughs> and, and, and again, very creative. Like yeah. Their use of, again, why we're seeing these backstories and why they're there together. And, uh, yeah, that was really funny. Like, docuol, like... B- before we gloss uh, over, I love I the Jon Stewart shout-out at the beginning. Uh, young Nolan says, like, John Stewart says the aliens are friendly. Oh, uh, yes. When they're, when they're invading. Yes. I thought that was awesome. That was great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It like, brings it back to, like, present day time. Also, it was cool to see part of the Pale Wars with, like, those walkers. Yeah. And them in a pillbox yeah. defending the ammunition. Mm-hmm. Like, it was cool. We've, we've heard so much about it. So it was really kind of cool. Yeah. To at least see a piece of it. Exactly. Kind of see, and kind of see where it all started and see them in their normal, kind of like suburban, yeah. present day America and get to see Nolan with a sister, which we never really knew about. Yeah. And someone uh, who prefers Johnny Cash to Taylor Swift. Yes, yeah. 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 That was great. I think yeah. that was, and again, that's sort of like the show getting to have a little bit of fun now and being able to bring some of these pop culture things and yeah. really kind of play on that. And I really, really love that. Um, you know, that was that was fantastic. Also, we didn't really touch upon it last time. Berlin just leaves Arissa in a ditch. Yeah. Like, she is still so cold on her. Of course. I mean, I guess of course. But, I mean, everyone knows that she was not the person in control. Like right. it was, it was the arc brain that was in control. Yeah. Like, like it was not, it was not Arissa who right. killed Tommy. It yeah. was the arc. Like yeah, she was not under her own faculties there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but regardless, I can understand where Berlin's coming from, and I can understand yeah. that she doesn't care. And really, you know, regardless, it's like saying, well, someone's they're crazy, you know. So just it's not their them. fault. So yeah, go, you know. So I understand where perspective wise, it's really hard for Berlin to still deal with that. Yeah. You know, I so, agree. Yeah, it makes total sense to me. Yeah. And uh, we'll go on with a little bit more with Nolan and Arissa because they're the main thread of the whole story. But sort of that whole B storyline with, uh, with you know, Daytalk and Stama again. And yeah. It's oh, it's such great lines, you know. Like one of the first things we hear about is like him saying, "Oh, he's smelling my wife on his fingers right now." Like, it's like, oh. yeah, this was a they really like, ooh, they went there. Like it was uh, there was a lot of graphic yeah, things like that they talked. Purple enchanter penis. Yeah, I mean, he says this stuff. I'm like, whoa, yeah, which is a great name for an indie rock band if you're yes. starting one. Uh, Besides the general. Rom Talk hologram. Yeah, except for yeah, the Rom Talk hologram will open for yeah. the purple enchanter penis. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, but it was again. It was it was just a really great scene uh, of them again, which I just love their their whole back and forth. Yeah, the two of them are. I mean, fantastic to watch yeah. and. Uh, I th- I think Stama like I'm very interested to see where they go now. Now that Alak is back, 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, my favorite part is Alak is cutting, he's decapitating human heads. Yeah. And he finds a knife, and he's got an axe, but he's like, yeah. I know, I'll use this I'll knife use this to knife escape. knife instead, yeah. It's, it's like, you had an axe, Alak. Yeah, you had something better. <laughs> and he was like, and like, he was sneaking up on the guy with the yeah. knife. And I was like, well, you could have used that axe. And then we meet the, we don't know him, but there's an arms dealer mm-hmm. that... I think purposefully we were not shown. Right, I agree. Which to me means that it is a human we have yes. met before. Yes, I agree. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. There was something there that we weren't supposed to see because... Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm wondering who it is. Yeah. But getting back to the knife thing, the only reason why I thought Alak yeah. did the knife is because he probably felt like he was a little more unwieldy with the axe and probably, it was easier yeah. to sneak up and like hide the knife than it would be carrying this ginormous axe. But I did think it was funny. It was like, yeah. he trades that down for a knife, but okay. And again, and someone has the opportunity to kill the main antagonist mm-hmm. of the series, and, and he does not. to do yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, instead, he runs away in a roller. Yeah. But he escapes. Uh, Alak, surprisingly competent. Yeah, I was very surprised by that. But he overhears, you know, uh, the general talking about his plans and yeah. what he wants to do. And uh, so at least he has that piece of information with him when he escapes. But, you know, we see at the closing scene that it wasn't at all the homecoming that we were expecting. No, no. well, from his point of view, right. Stama killed Christy. Right, which we talked about yeah. going back to that first yeah. episode is that, you know, he, that's what his perspective is and when he finds her, I just wasn't expecting that right away. Like, yeah. I was thinking, oh, he's gonna downplay it or, you know, he wasn't gonna go right in. So that was not the homecoming I was expecting. Yeah. To have them go right to it. Uh, which is a nice little cliffhanger till. Yeah, this is Next a week. this was an interesting episode because we also see after the surgery the the two Omec pals mm-hmm. kind of like I was I was beginning to think that the Omecs were more on board with defiance and that they were not going to be as antagonistic or uh, like just out and out evil as that we were expecting them to. But yeah. by the end of this episode, they're talking about the great harvest again and like all of that kind of stuff. I think this kind of reset the board for them. It did, and I know. I mean, we got to see Kinsey again, which we haven't seen since the first and second episode. Yeah. Um, so we haven't seen her for a few, and we see that she is still very young and kind of, I don't want to say naive, but in a sense, she's brash. She's yeah. She's not really making the right decisions all the time, and not really planning it out and seeing the big picture yeah. like Tevgan knows from being around. But I still. I don't know. I feel like there's something else there. I know he kind of, you know, Tevkin calls Stama a concubine, and I do feel like there's more of a connection between them, and and I still think that it's a leading up to them taking up on Defiance's side, and I've said that from the beginning. I still think they're going to be allies with with Defiance. Yes, they still have their own motivations and their reasons why, and obviously, you know, this episode reminded us why he's there, because I think it was if we still kept going on the track where... He's too distracted by Stama. We're going to forget like what he's really there for. And yes, yeah. he has a purpose. And understandably, from their perspective, they're the last two of their their species. They're going to do what they can to protect themselves and be able to keep it going. So, yeah, but they're not they the would, last two of their species. They have right, a, they have to, a ship they full have of to them. Make a connection, yeah. or they could have if the ship gets destroyed or anything happens, they yeah. would be the last two. So, like, they have motivation to keep. I think the as species long as going. I think as long as that ship is up and running 
they are enemies of defiance. Yeah. To, to so unless the VC destroy the ship, yeah. I think they are enemies of defiance right. and humanity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point, are they the bigger enemy than than the VC? Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things, you know. And I still don't know how they're going to play out the end of the the season. If they're going to destroy the ship, or if it's like they're going to, or is are the Omex going to protect them and then go on their merry way and, yeah. and leave? Like and it's hard to say how it's going to end up. It could go either way. And the Omex opinion. are questionably strong because they're talking about, you know, uh, Daytac saying I'll just have to shoot him in the head, and Stom is saying I'm. I think that would only really anger yeah, him. Yeah. So they are they are really strong. It's not mm-hmm. just a myth. He. He took that poison like a champ. He did. And he's, he's he's stronger than than Kinsey though. Yes. So you know, Kinsey, Kinsey's more vulnerable. Kinsey took a couple bullets. Yes. Yeah. She's younger, and so she's definitely more vulnerable. I don't know. I still thought there was going to be a connection between her and and Nolan. I don't know if that's going to happen now, but that's what I predicted. I still yeah. could maybe see it happening. I feel like if they're both have a vested interest in Defiance, either by having an attraction or a love connection or something with the characters then it leads to both of them wanting to protect it. So that's why I still feel like at some point maybe there will be more sure. of a love connection for Kinsey as well. Um, something to keep her motivated to want to help out. Yeah. Because obviously right now she's definitely not on that path. And I feel like Tefigan even is still a little more on the path of, of wanting to maybe help out a little bit. But knowing the bigger mission is to put him and his fellow Omex first. Yeah. And then as eat. long as it's not in the way. And then eat everyone. <laughs> as long as it's not in the way of, like, yeah, that, that. But, yeah. you know, it, I, I don't know. It was interesting because, you know, she, she was trying to get, uh, you know, docules, which was, I was like, oh, that's gross, too. Like, yeah, that was, all of that biotechnology was really interesting and kind of cool. But I thought it was really cool, yeah. Yeah, the more we learn about the indigene, the yeah. kind of more, like, they're a really interesting created race, uh, uh, but yeah, she she co- she copied his like her cerebral source print, source print, yeah. yes, uh, which apparently they could use to create more indigene. Yes, which uh, would then be sort of their helpers there. Um, yeah. But I thought, again, like the use of this technology, kind of like the last... Helper is a really nice word for slave, by the way. Yes. I wasn't going to, yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to use slave, but yes, but pretty much. Uh, an unpaid helper. Yeah. Um, that's trapped. That uh, works all the time. Um, but I love the use of the technology again in this episode, like in the last episode, which is really kind of fun. Like, you know, the whole thing with the in, in Pottinger's sex chamber or whatever. It's kind of the yeah. same thing here with, with the Omex drone technology uh, with the surgery. And it was just really fascinating to kind of watch that and see that work, you know, and she had to put yeah. her head. And then, like, the whole thing was doing the exact same movements, and you could see it back on this big screen Yule's a Yule's a badass she like is. she she did double surgery did double at the surgery, same time but it was neat to see that technology kind of again yeah. too this omec technology with the drone and and the screen and watching her do this and and the and it's manipulating her movements it was really cool so i love again i feel like even more so than they've done in the past like kind of throwing this kind of technology now and kind of all this kind of fun stuff in there is really neat to yeah. to see, and I thought that was a really fun scene because I even wrote that on here. Fun scene. I mean, <laughs> she didn't she didn't remove the implants though. No, she, she just tried. She just repaired them. Yeah, she's uh, she she thought she could, and then when she got in there, she realized she couldn't. Yeah, um, 
which again was a unique thing because going back to that Nolan Narissa flashbacks, where you know we saw obviously his stuff, and then we saw you know her stuff when they met, and we've gone beyond that yeah. bar scene, and then you know the the whole thing where she was learning how to kill, yeah, um, and she was going to stab him in his right. sleep. Right, and then and then he wakes up, and then it's sort of that kind of moment there. It was like, oh, they're like the family, and just cuddling yeah. in the blanket, um, stay warm. But then at the end, you kind of realize like all these these flashbacks and these intense memories have made it realize that like Arista feels like she's got to move on now. Yeah, you know, like she's seen that, and she's like, you know what, I I, I need to do my own thing. We're on kind of different pages here. Well, she knows, she says I know what you have to be in yes. order to protect this town. It takes a killer it's to stop exactly, a killer. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not that person, nor can I ever be that person. Yeah. And maybe it's better for us to just separate. And I thought that was yeah, it's just I was actually kind of excited about Arissa leaving. I was too. Just because I wanted to see like what that changed to the dynamic. Yes. I thought maybe she would find more of her own people out yes. in the like maybe something like that or like another kind of town that's outside of the VC and mm-hmm. E rep kind of thing where it's just people existing. Yeah. Uh, uh, instead, we have a Deus Ex Machina that is keeping them together yeah. within a mile. <laughs> yeah, so that was totally checked because I was thinking the same thing as you. I was like, oh, now we can finally see more of the lands. Like, yeah. you know, last season we got to see LA and we got to see, you know, New York and we got to see other areas that we hadn't really seen the so I thought maybe now we'll finally get to see yeah. an expanded map here of the the present world that we haven't seen of course that was short lived and we realized okay Doc was like no we can't yeah. tether you which to me brings it all back to the very beginning which again the season keeps playing out to me like it could be a series finale like it's very odd because yeah. it's kind of bringing us back to the very beginning of like yes they are connected they're not perfect but they are tethered in a sense more than ever without this yeah. arc brain being attaching them that they really are connected from the beginning and they are meant to stay together and so it was kind of cool in the same way too because it kind of brought it back to that very first it is cool season to me in that sense where they kind of had to they have to stick together and they definitely have the most like stable and consistent relationship out as of, unhealthy as it is out of anyone in the like he is very much like an avuncular figure to her mm-hmm. Uh, she like she does a little bit of like rebelling against him, but it's very much like you know they have the most stable and mm-hmm. consistent relationship. So I guess it's kind of nice to have that still on the show. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I thought it would have been interesting to see her leave, and now she's having to stay. And then she was kind of, like, I love Nolan's response to it, which he just started laughing. Uh, but she was kind. Of, she was like angry at Nolan. She was like. Get out or like yeah. stay away from me. Get away from me. Not too far. Obviously. Not too far. But yeah. yeah. And I was like, why is she angry at Nolan? It's not his fault. <laughs> yeah, but I think you know it was sort of the projecting because she was so ready to leave. And, yeah. and I think she, because even though they're tethered, they have a really unhealthy relationship. And she thought she was finding her at this moment to kind of stand on her own and get away. And no. And so obviously no. she's angry. And it's sort of that father daughter. Yeah. Where it's like, go away, dad. You know, like, sure. leave me alone. Like, I'm gonna go shop at Hot Topic. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, and she couldn't, and and the fact that it was that realization of like now she really can't yeah leave him, and she's stuck now in the situation that she doesn't want to be in. Yeah, and so in a way she's sort of blaming him in that sense because like it's your fault, you know, 
you're doing this and you have to do this like we you could leave and you know you don't have to kill so I, I, I get where she was coming from with that um is there anything else that I'm forgetting from this episode but uh, yeah going back to that whole Daytak and Stama stuff Yes, Daytalk tried to shoot and couldn't. You know, yeah, as as. But Stama knew he was there. Yeah. Like at the very end, she looks right down the scope oh, at him, and he's like, "Oh my, uh, my wife is amazing." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, that was so funny. But also, I think I think it kind of got a little glossed over because of what happens after. But Andina, uh, the helper with the uh, Daytalk and Stama in their house, uh, is talking about how like Rom talk is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that how some of the servants are talking about him. Mm-hmm. So I think that hologram is being like we were talking about it last uh, uh, episode. That if you are in an alien who is in uh, defiance, like, and you see that hologram, yeah. you would at least question your loyalty. Not right. maybe not switch, but you would start thinking right. about why am I loyal to one of these two things? One of them seems like it will kill me a lot faster than the other. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's going to, that's going to come back. I don't know if it's the servants in their house, but like if there's going to be an uprising in general or, you know, I I do. Yeah, I do think that because that was a kind of a little, little, not jab, but you know, a little insight into like, yes, maybe what everyone's thinking is like, okay, maybe now there are going to be factions against each other, almost like a civil war in a sense in the town, because yeah. there's going to be people taking sides, and I do think you're right that there's going to be some of that, because that was definitely a little key insight there of what may be happening. Also, Yule had an awesome moment when uh, Kenzie was like, if I find out that you're going, if you're hacking into our stuff, then I will kill you immediately, and Yule's like, huh, that's funny, because I would take my time to kill you. Yeah. And, and she's like, alright ladies, let's do some surgery. Yeah, I mean, Yule <laughs> has the best Lines. She to me is like yeah. Jackie and the Roseanne. Uh, you know, like the one that's not the main character, but always has the best lines. Because she, she even says to them at the end too, when they're so upset and <laughs> yeah, to Nolan and Arissa, she's like, "Why are you so upset?" You know, she's like, "You guys should be saying thank you very much." Yeah, I go get a lollipop on the way out. You know, yeah. like she just has the best lines. I yeah. just love her character. Um, it's great. She's just handing out burns she left is, and right. And that, that comedic, you know, yeah delivery is spot on. I absolutely love her character. Love, love, love her character so much. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? Should we uh, move Going on to, to predictions? predictions? Yeah, let's do the predictions. Yeah. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Alright, predict yes. something. Uh, I think that I... Uh, that Nolan and Kenzie will have a relationship, uh, but I think Nolan is going to think that it is uh, more like a human relationship, and he's going to trust Kenzie more than he should when Kenzie just thinks of him as meat. Mm-hmm. I think that both of the, uh, I think both of the Omec do not think of anyone as equals or anything possible to have love with something like that. It's they are they are meat for them and that they are so far underneath them that they can't possibly have any of those feelings. I think it's gonna come back and hurt them by the end. I think they're going to think that the Omec are on the same level as them when mm-hmm. they are not. That's a good point because I do see that I see a little more Kinsey because she's a little more. I don't. I keep saying naive, but she's a little more younger and yeah. inexperienced. 
But on the flip side, I feel like there is some actual connection with Tevgin and Stama. I don't think so. Yeah. And I, I still feel like there's something there, even though they both feel like they're manipulating. And they both are manipulators, and they're both manipulating for their own stuff. Yeah. But I feel like there is a connection there. The thing I'm wondering is if, you know, kind of going back to what you're saying with the house servants and everything, is like, how is the faction going to be with Alak and his parents? And yeah. Because you do see, like, sides and starting to form what's going to happen. Obviously, he's not going to be on the, the VC side, but yeah. are Stama and Daytok and are, you know, what's going to happen with them with the Omex and how, who's going to, you know, align, align with who? Uh, I think I think in in the episodes coming up, like Sama and Daytok have to come forward and say we blew up the art. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Right, like. Yeah, like I think I think there's going to be like a huge kind of like backlash now that Alak is back. Like they have to Alak is back. Alak <laughs> is back, baby. Uh, like they have to start worrying about protecting their family again. I think Daytok might be because he's like so threatened by Tevgin, like might like be doing something on the side or like maybe is still in communication with the VC or something like that. Yes. But like yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some tension there yeah, for sure. For sure with them under the same roof and and everything and those alliances are going to be really interesting cuz I'm I, I kind of go conflicted back and forth and obviously even with Nolan and Arissa there's going to be yeah, a lot of tension. Yeah. Um so it's going to be fascinating to see how they play this out because it could go totally different directions and I've been kind of thrown off a couple times here. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Like, like I, I have ideas of what could happen, but right. literally anything could happen. Anything could happen. Like I said, yeah. like even the Omax, I'm like, are they really going to be that bad? Are they going to team up and uh, yeah. save Defiance? Are they going to drive off in their ship and never see them again? Or yeah. are they going to be new characters now in the next you know season that we're going to have around? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We don't. That was a terrible yeah. prediction on my your, part. Your prediction was my we prediction can't was, predict anything. I can't anything. predict anything <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. So I suck at predictions. Great apparently. prediction. Yes. It's also a safety one, too, because yeah, then sure. I can never be wrong, either. Yeah. <laughs> well, until next time, where can they find you in the interim? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. That's right, because you are number one, Jesse. Oh, thank number you. one of my book. And you can find uh, me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. I'm also here for Orange's New Black after shows. And hit us up. Definitely comment on the YouTube. We'd love your comments. Join us on Twitter in the conversation using hashtag ABT. TV, Defiance. I'm sure we missed stuff uh, that you can definitely fill us in, just like last week with Kenya. We appreciate every one of your comments and your support. Until next time, have a good week, everyone. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 